Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I'm going to need your help. And in about a half hour, I'm going to open up the phone lines. I'm going to ask Lewis about it when he joins me here now. But then I'm going to ask you, because people are talking about the Titans and they're going to have some problems. And, and let me bring Lewis in on this thought. Lewis, thank you so much for this time here. And it was terrific this morning, as it always is. And this the situation with Tennessee, I find a little difficult. And let me tell you why. Because we talk about responsibility. We talk about the Titans players and all NFL players have to be professional and they have to be responsible for themselves and for each other and recognize that everything they do could potentially jeopardize their team, their season, and the entire league. And I get it. Mm-hmm. And yet I, fe- I feel like what, we, what, what the Titans players seem to have done, if I'm reading this correctly, mm-hmm. they didn't go to a club. They didn't go to a bar. They didn't go to a restaurant. They didn't all get together and hang out without masks. They did what football players do. They, they said, all right, we can't go to the facility. Well, let's get together someplace else and let's work. Let's keep sharp. Let's keep trying to win. They did what football players do, which is they tried to continue to be the best they could be. And I think it's so right. counterintuitive for them to say yep. the best thing we can do for our team right now is nothing. So while I get that what they did was the wrong thing, and there will be mm-hmm. ramifications, and it is possible they will be serious. I'm having a hard time being angry at them. Does that make right. sense? And what do you think? Yeah, it, it makes sense. But and and I don't I don't you know I'm not one of those people who likes to say well since I played blah 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 all right. But I'm I'm going to say it in this because it's appropriate here. All right. Mm-hmm. I understand why they got together. I understand why they wanted to. Okay, I would have naturally been inclined to want to get together too. I really would have. Because we're in the middle of the season, we're having a good season, we have a good football team, we're about to play a hell of an opponent, and we have been tested before, we think that we're all good, blah, blah, blah. We haven't, the guys we're getting together haven't tested negative, I mean, haven't tested positive, and we want to stay sharp. Because, you know, we don't want to be put at a competitive disadvantage. But, but, the risk was, we don't know if we could test positive the next day or the next day. The league told us not to get together. So as hard as that may be to resist that urge, that's what I have to do because we have to be able to look forward and look out the other side of this thing or look at the opposite side of this thing, which is if we did get together and we do then wind up testing positive and then we did create a situation where we made it worse, how bad would we feel then? And see, that, that's where, see, this is requiring people to do things that are outside of their normal way of thinking because we're dealing with something that none of us have ever dealt with before, and the ramifications are so huge. If we don't follow the letter of the law, so to speak, as it relates to how the league wants us to handle this. And see, that's where I don't want to get mad at the players because, believe me, I, I'm not so, it hasn't been so long that, since I played that I totally forget what it, what it feels like to be a player and want to be around your guys and want to continue to compete. I still have that. I still understand that. But the, the, the fact is this. This whole thing, Greeny, is forcing us all to take different decisions about our normal way of going, doing things and kind of resist what our instinctive reaction would be towards certain things. And that's foreign to a lot of us. It's foreign to all of us, quite honestly, in different forms and fashions. And you, you, it's just something you're going to have to do. You're going to have to make uncommon sacrifices, uncommon decisions in order to navigate an uncommon situation. And that's just the way it is. And 
look, if they had done it, okay, say they had gotten together and nothing had come of it, fine. Okay, then, then you dodged it, right? But the fact is, it seems like it's looking like they're not going to be able to dodge it, that they weren't able to dodge it. There were ramifications. It could hit not only them but other teams in the pocketbook, and that is something that you know will grab players' attention. And it's just it's, – it's unfortunate. And it's you're, – you're just going to have to play by the rules as set forth by the medical experts that the league has handling this thing because if you don't, you know, the, the punishment could just potentially be too great, not just for you but for other guys too. And that's the life – you know, that, that's the environment that we're in right now, and that, that's just too bad. I get it. and I know, obviously, that it's right. Again, I just want to, there's a part of me that wants to make sure that anyone listening knows that if all they see is a headline that says Titans players were irresponsible in the way they handled this, no. your natural inclination is to think something different, right? It's, it's to think right. sure. that they did something that any of us would think is dumb, whereas in this case, I, I'm not excusing it, but I understand it. And then I also would like you to explain, because you played, Lewis, and you can explain this better than I can, when I read that quote this morning, the tweet this morning, about how if the game ultimately between the Titans and the Bills isn't played, that mm-hmm. the Bills players would lose their game checks as well. I was looking at your face, at Damian Woody's face, at Dominique Foxworth's face, and the reaction was, it was extraordinary in all of you. Can you explain what that reaction is and that I think any NFL player would have to hearing that? Yeah, I mean, it's we as professional athletes, especially when you're talking about football, Okay, with there being a distinction, a, a significant distinction between what many of us call the haves and have-nots, meaning the haves are the guys who are the upper echelon players that play premium positions who are the top 1%, who get huge contracts with a ton of guaranteed money, and they are pretty much, from the time that they sign that huge contract, are pretty much set for life, versus the players who... I don't want to say live paycheck to paycheck, Green, because I mean they're they're making good money. But the guys who really do, you know, put a lot into every single dime that they make, and every single dime that they make is very important to them because they understand that it could be the difference between them being set up to then do other things in their life once football's over and taking care of their kids and all, versus not being set up for life and and really having to continue to to work extraordinarily hard out after football is over um, to, to really secure the kind of future that they want for themselves. So those guys who fall into that category, missing any kind of game check at all is something that really does grab their attention. And I'm not saying it doesn't grab the attention of the guys who are very much so set up for life with huge guaranteed dollars that are put into their contract. I'm just saying there's a big, there's a big, cross-section of NFL players who value every single time that they're out on the field, what it means to them financially. And if, and if something like that is taken away from them uh, due to something that they had no control over and something that they didn't do, that is going to really tick off a large portion of NFL players. And that is something that they are going to be boisterous about. They're going to be vocal about. They're going to be, they're going to be visibly disappointed about. And, I think it's it's a road that that we don't want to go down. It's something that we don't want to have to be talking about too much, based off of the decisions of 
you know, a select group of people that put everyone else's ability to earn a living in jeopardy. That's just not a road that we want to go down. And we just hope that players understand that, hey, let's not just look out for yourself. Let's look out for everyone else, too, because we understand how tough it is in the NFL to put together a three-, four-, five-year career, let alone an eight-, nine-, ten-year career. So let's just make sure that we're, we're, we're protecting one another. We're doing the right things. We're doing what the medical experts are telling us to do. So none of us have to wind up having to, you know, voice our, their concerns or our concerns about, hey, man, maybe we're, we weren't all in this together. Maybe we weren't, weren't all looking out for one another because if we were, we wouldn't have made some of those decisions. So I, I think that, that's what you saw on Damien's face. That's what you saw on, on Dominic's face. That's what you saw on my face. But you, you have to be all in, man. Everybody has to be all in and willing to make the same sacrifice. You just can because, again, I, I can't emphasize enough how – how much Mike Tomlin's words resonated with me where he said one fail, just one, and we can all fail. That's what it's all about this year. It's, it's an uncommon sacrifice, man. It really is because we're trying to do something. We're trying to succeed within an environment that isn't set up for you to succeed. You're not supposed to be able to succeed in a pandemic playing a sport like this. You're not supposed to succeed being able to be around one another and come out not having contracted this virus. That's not how, that's not how this works. But yet the NFL is trying to do it because we all know that it's big business, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to require you to do things that are just, they're extraordinary. And that, that involves, as you mentioned at the beginning of this segment, that involves going against your instinctive intuition of, I want to get together with my guys and I want to continue to work to be sharp as an individual and as a team. You're going to have to fight that. You're going to have to re- resist that urge to, to continue to try and be you know, on par with your peers. You may have to accept the fact that you're going to be at a competitive disadvantage by not, being able, by not getting around them and still have to go play the game and still have to compete your rear end off, knowing that you're not as prepared as your opponent. But the only way you can even get to compete is by, taking that, by making that sacrifice. That's what this pandemic is, is forcing people to do as it relates to the NFL or may force people to do as it relates to the NFL. And that, that's terrible, but that's the way it is. That's so well said. I'm just going to leave it there because it's so much more important than everything else combined. Lewis, thank you. You are the best. I will see you next week. Have a great game Monday, and we'll talk next week. You got it, my man. Thank you. All right, that's Lewis Riddick, who's just fabulous. On the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Bubba, hold off on the other thing. I, I want to just comment on that a minute. Um, I, I, will, I will get to um, the thing about my phone in a moment, but, but I, I want to continue to comment on that. Th- this is such an incredibly important story. It goes so far beyond football, but it is so unique and specific to football. First of all, I don't really know exactly how the hockey players get paid, but I would imagine it's similar to the way the NBA players get paid and the baseball players get paid, which is generally speaking, they don't break it up into because of the number of games they have. They don't get checks for each game they play. So when you saw like Major League Baseball, for example, this summer, when they were negotiating how they were going to handle Uh, paying the players with fewer games. The players wanted a a proration. They wanted to be paid 
60, you know, they wanted to be paid 60 games worth out of 162 games. The owners were like, no, 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 we'll give you 50% of whatever we make. And, and they were fighting over that. NFL players, to my knowledge, I don't, I haven't done exhaustive research on this, but certainly of the sports we deal in regularly are the only ones who get a check for the game they play. You play a game, you get a check. Play a game, get a check. They don't get the same checks for the preseason. They don't get the same checks for the postseason. This may sound counterintuitive, but NFL players make much more money for playing week five than they do for playing the Super Bowl. Most of them anyway. So if, if, if this game isn't played, if a game isn't played, and in this case what we're talking about is Tennessee-Buffalo, if that game isn't paid, played at any point, if those teams wind up playing 15 games, then every player involved in those teams will get one less check. And that's incredibly meaningful to them for the next reason which is, look, I'm a broadcaster, right? I started in this business. I got my first job when I was 22 years old. And I'm now 53, and I feel like I'm just getting started. And I'd like to think I have at least another 10 or 15 years where I can continue to make a living doing this job. And most jobs, well, many jobs are like that, that you can do them for a very long period of time. When you're 31, you're not starting to think about, well, my career is almost over. But athletes are that way the great athlete it's famously said dies two deaths one when their career ends and then one like all the rest of us so these players have such a limited little shelf life to do all the things they're trying to do dominique said it this morning on get up he said he himself dominique grew up and went to public schools in baltimore his kids now go to the best private school in dc that's because of the opportunity he had to play football so every opportunity you take away from these guys is like excruciating to them and I get it and I've spent my entire adult life around these athletes and I so respect their mentality they are every single one of them so much tougher than I'll ever be and I understand that what the Titans players did in this case I think came from what at least they thought was a good place their inclination is always work harder do more work harder do more it's the wrong thing to do during the pandemic please don't misunderstand I am not excusing it. I'm not saying it was the right thing to do. We all have to do things that go contrary to our instinct during a pandemic. But in this case, a football player is, is trained to think there's a problem, there's an obstacle in my way, I'm going to run it over. I'm going to work harder and thus defeat it. And that's why I opened the show this morning by saying that this situation is like golf. The guy who's teaching me how to play golf has told me a million times, Greeny, golf is counterintuitive. The harder you try, the worse you do. If you squeeze the club too tight, it's like squeezing the sawdust out of a baseball bat. You squeeze that club too tight, you're trying too hard. That's the wrong place to be mentally. It's the wrong place to be physically. It's the wrong place to be in every conceivable way. So what we're asking the football players to do is to put themselves in the wrong place, what feels like the wrong place for them. So it is a terrible situation, terrible. And what's going to wind up happening is some of these games are not going to be played. Shefty said it this morning. I hope you were watching. And if not, I'll tell you what he said right now. He said the league is going to have to get to a place where they consider making decisions on the playoffs not based on who won the most games, but on winning percentage. That means all the teams didn't play the same number of games. Did some teams only play 15? Could some teams only play 14? There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the NFL right now. We'll continue to cover it for you here, I promise you. As the information continues to come in, you will get all of it here because there's nothing more important that's going on right now than this in sports. 
and the NFL season genuinely hangs in the balance. I'm Greeny, and I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. All right, Bubba, let's, uh, let's get to the one thing I just want people to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So there's something I just want you to know. And that is that this morning, I freaked out. And I'm a little upset about it. And I just feel like talking about it. I just want you to know. So yesterday, after I finished this show, I had the day to myself in the city. Stace and Stevie are at my house in Connecticut. I was in the city for the day. I had some stuff I needed to do. We got that done. And the only thing I had left in my day was something I was really looking forward to. I was getting a new phone. I went to the Apple store and I bought a new phone because my old phone was getting kind of old and the battery was dying much too fast. It was like the battery went by. I had like 72% and then I had like 21%, like the next time I checked and that just wasn't working for me. So I went over there. It was time to get a new phone. I bought a new phone. I'm all excited. So a lovely young woman at the Apple store on 14th street sells me this phone. We worked, we're talking like crazy. And I said to her, okay, now I need you to transfer my old phone onto my new phone. Every time I've ever gotten a new iPhone, when I walk out, it looks exactly like the old one. The same picture is on the front, the same files, the same apps, the same everything. She said, no, we don't do the setup anymore. I said, well, how about if I beg? Because I'll never be able to do this. She said, it's so easy. You easily will be able to do this. And I said to her, if there has ever been a human being who couldn't do this, that's going to be me. And she said, you can do it. So I went home. And I put on the vice presidential debate and I started transferring my old phone onto my new phone. And I'm the one person who couldn't do it. So long story short, my phone was non-existent last night, but I still had the old one. So I go into work this morning and I find the IT guy at the seaport there where we do the show. His name is Taylor. And I said, Taylor, This is my old phone. This is my new phone. I need you to do this for me. I don't care how long. You just need to put that phone onto this phone. He actually said to me, Greeny, you screwed this up so badly. I need to just wipe this one clean and do it all from the beginning. I said, go ahead. So now he's got both my phones. We're about an hour before I'm going on the air. This is my busiest time of day. Seven o'clock in the morning is my busiest time of day. So I go into my office. I have a beautiful view in the office. I'm looking right out over the river. If you've ever seen Get Up, you see that we're right on the East River. My view actually faces south, so I can see the New York Harbor. I can see the Statue of Liberty. It is beautiful. So I say to myself, okay, I have no phones. There's nothing I can do. Took a couple of deep breaths. I said, I'm just going to sit here and look out the window. And I swear to you that in less than five seconds, less than five seconds, I could not sit there. I got up, I had to walk around, I had to pace around, I had to talk to people, I had to ask them questions. It was, I was losing my mind. I am addicted to the phone. And there was nothing I could do to stop. I must have asked Taylor 50 times in the span of 20 minutes how we were doing. And then I just kept walking up to people and asking how they are. Because I needed something to make my mind work. I needed something to take up that time because I literally could not function without the phone. And I'm telling you right now, that bothered me. I did not like the way it felt. That's, that is what an addiction is. So I just wanted you to know that because it has bothered me all day long and it threw my morning into a total tizzy. And I just wonder if you have the same feeling I have, 
which is that maybe I'm getting just a little bit too connected to this thing because I could not function for five minutes without it. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I'm getting a lot of... One of the ways you can always reach me on Twitter is by using the hashtag Greeny and... I'm just reading, there's a lot of people who are mentioning to me a Netflix show called The Social Dilemma, which is about what I was just talking about. For those of you just joining me here at half past the hour, I was without my phone for about 45 minutes this morning before I went on TV because I was trying to get all my information transferred over. I bought a new phone and I lost it. I really lost it. I mean, when I say I lost it, I mean, I lost it. And I guess there is a a Netflix film called The Social Dilemma about this, which I've not seen. And um, William King text, uh, tweets to me saying, you should send a sternly worded letter to the Apple Store woman. She really was very nice. But she kept saying to me, I promise you, you will be able to do this. You'll be able to transfer it so easily. No one could possibly not be able to do this. And I kept saying, you don't know me. Ask, and she had no idea who I was. I would have said, ask any member of my audience. They'll tell you, Greeny can't do this. And of course, I couldn't. So this morning, I had a very rough time. One way or another, um, I insist we keep talking about this business with Tennessee because I think this is one of the most important and interesting uh, sports stories we've had in a while. We'll make that Greeny Insists brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And what I want to do is I want to talk about it with you. Here's my question to you. If the Titans cannot play their game this week, it's not the Bills' fault this game isn't going to be played. It's not the Bills' fault that they, Buffalo, have a game scheduled for Thursday. It would be putting the Bills at a terrible competitive disadvantage for the sake of argument if they moved their game with the Titans to Tuesday and then they had to play Kansas City, the best team in the league, and a game that could mean a lot in the playoffs on Saturday. All of those are things that would make significant strategic disadvantage for the Bills through no fault of their own. So the question is, what should the punishment be for the Titans? If indeed the story is as we believe it to be, which is that the players didn't go to a club, they didn't get together and have a party, they weren't maskless in someone's basement, they were not on a practice field to try and work on their own because that's what football players do, and it was a mistake. 
No question. What should the punishment be? 888 Should the punishment be forfeiting the game? I'm seeing a lot of people. I want to hear from you on the phone. Do you believe that is what they should do? Do you believe they should have to forfeit the game? Because I've got a Texans fan here, excuse me, a Titans fan here who's saying that he thinks that's what they should do. I just lost that tweet, but it was a, a, I, was, I was struck by a tweet from a Titans fan saying, I'm the biggest Titans fan you know, and I'm telling you right now, they should just have to um, forfeit this game and get on with it because it's not safe and it's holding other things up and it's becoming a greater problem than it otherwise might be. So that's what I want to hear. Bubba, let me know when we have some calls ready to go, and I just want to go through as many as I can. The question is, what should the punishment be? They're talking about fines, finding the franchise. Now, how much money are you going to find a franchise? There's so much money involved. They've got to send a message that will absolutely change this behavior. Because, again, it is counterintuitive to ask the players to do what you're asking them to do. You need a reminder out there. Because you know what will happen. Players will say, even if the other franchise gets fined, and now all of a sudden they've got to shut down their facility for two or three days, you know these players. The first thing a player always thinks is, well, it won't happen to me. So they'll get together, a few of them on a practice field, and practice routes and practice timing and do all that kind of thing. They'll think, well, we'll wear masks. We won't hit. We won't get our faces too close together. We won't breathe on each other. It won't happen to us. You need to put something in place that makes sure that no one makes this mistake again because I believe it was an honest mistake. Do you make them four? Could change the entire season. Pretty significant. Or fines or suspensions or what should be out there. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. Get some calls in here and let me know what you think. What is the punishment that would fit this crime, which again is not a crime? Let's get to the phone lines here. Let's get to the Dr. Pepper call in line. Bubba, who's first up? We got first up, we have Dennis in Florida. Dennis, what should the punishment be for the players involved in this situation? Well, I believe they should have to forfeit because they broke protocol. The other teams that they're supposed to play should get the W, the win, and they should get their paychecks. The Titans should have to forfeit until they get their stuff played. It's an interesting question, Dennis. Thank you for the call. The paychecks part of it is critical. If the game is forfeited, do the players get paid? I will confess I don't know the answer to that. I told you earlier, if the games, any games that are not played, the agreement that was made between the Players Association and the NFL was that any game not played, the players don't get paid for. They don't get their game check. That includes both teams, Titans and Bills, in this particular instance. Now, if a game is forfeited, it isn't played. I'm going to assume they will not get their paychecks. A game not being played, it's different if, it, if you forfeit, that means it goes into the standings as a win and a loss, but it isn't a television product. It isn't, they're not providing what it is that they're contracted to provide. The game itself isn't played. I don't know if the fact that there's a result changes the fact that the players would lose their paychecks. 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bubba, who's next? We've got Kevin in New York. Kevin, what should the punishment be? Hey, Greedy. I think, to be honest with you, the punishment shouldn't be that strong, that strict. I just think that they should just reschedule the Chiefs game to Sunday or later on in the week. What's the problem with that? Well, there, are, there could potentially be a lot of problems. One of them is that there's no guarantee they're going to be ready to play this game that soon. Let's live in a world, Kevin. Keep Kevin up if you can. 
Let's just live in a world where this game can't be scheduled. The Titans' bye week is already spoken for. Let's just say for the sake of argument, they can't play this game Monday or Tuesday. What if their facility is closed for another week? They had another positive test today. Watch it happen when a game, when the time comes, Kevin, that a game cannot be played because of the coronavirus. What should, this, what should the reaction from the league be? If they absolutely can't reschedule the game, I definitely don't think they should forfeit it because I think a forfeit is worse than rescheduling and messing everything up. It messes way more things up if you actually have to forfeit a game. But I think they should just take away a, a late-round draft pick, sixth-round pick, something like that. Because that is one of the things they're talking about. Kevin, thank you for the call. Well done. I'll get a few more in here, but I, I appreciate the call. Forfeiting draft picks. So, yeah, a forfeit is very different from a game not being played. Let's think about the ramifications. If you forfeit, you lose. That impacts your st- where you are in the standings. If the game is played, let's say in both cases you don't wind up getting a paycheck. If your team doesn't forfeit but the game is canceled, then you don't get a loss the playoff standings are going to be handled by the winning percentage. So it's greatly advantageous to a team not to play a game versus having to forfeit. Bob, I got time for one more. Give me one more on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Yep. Let's go to Kentucky. We've got Garrett. Garrett, what should the punishment be? Oh man, we should probably take the loss this weekend. Unfortunately, um, we should probably have to play with all those players down next week as well. Um, I mean, we were just irresponsible and lacked a lot of common sense last Wednesday. I, we, we had all the good intentions, unfortunately, but we almost, we're almost canceling the, the NFL season because of us. So uh, probably should just make an example of us, unfortunately. I'm glad you said it that way, Garrett, because, look, the reality is this is not – I don't want people to come away from this saying, what a bad bunch of guys these guys are. Whatever players from the Titans were involved in this – What a terrible group of people they are. They did an evil thing. They did a mean-spirited thing. That's not what happened here. They didn't go clubbing. They didn't go to a restaurant. They didn't go hang out with a bunch of people in a place they know better than to be. They didn't all get together in someone's house without masks on. That's not what they did. They did what football players do. They did what they thought was the best thing for them to try and keep winning because they're a good team and they want to win. But it was unquestionably the wrong thing to do. And I think a significant price is going to wind up being paid. Thank you for the phone calls. I so love this interaction. I'm so, I'm so enjoying these conversations, even the ones on topics like this that are so much less than pleasant. Just being able to go back and forth this way again has been really fun for me. Coming up, we will talk about someone who has a much, much harder job than I do and why I think I would trade places with them anyway. That's next. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Greeny with you here, and I just want to read a tweet in case it's not clear to everyone. Jay Weiss tweeted at me, Greeny, there's no competitive disadvantage playing Tuesday, Saturday compared to the original Sunday, Thursday. Jay, yes, there is if you're the only team doing it. If the team you're playing had a full week of preparation and you played Tuesday, there's a huge disadvantage. And it'd be one thing if the team like the Titans was the one facing that disadvantage, but it would be the Buffalo team that in theory in this scenario didn't do anything wrong. Again, we're talking about the NFL's response to the coronavirus, how they should respond to these incredibly complex circumstances that no one ever had any reason to consider. When we lived through the Spanish flu, there was no pro football in this country. So this is the first time that pro football has had to make decisions in and around a pandemic. Hey, for a chance to win 10 grand plus a virtual meet and greet with the Dan Lebitard Show gang, you can text Lebitard to 77333 and advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts. Limit one entry per day. See AdvanceAutoParts.com for details. Let me finish with something entirely different than this. You know, I often think about my job all these years that my job has been to second guess anyone I want to. I used to cover sports for a living. I'd be out there at these games and going in and talking to the players and the coaches about the things that happened in these games that they play and they coach. But now for the last 24 years, I've worked at ESPN and I sit in my fancy clothes behind a fancy desk and I just say whatever comes to my mind. And because I have the luxury of always being able to look back with hindsight and never having to take responsibility for anything I project, which is to say, when I get predictions wrong, I turn them into a funny hashtag and a shtick. Hashtag KOD, kiss of death. When I say, I think this team should start this quarterback in this game, and it turns out I'm totally wrong, there are really no ramifications for that. It's not what I do for a living. So you want to be a baseball manager? Aaron Boone worked for us at ESPN for quite some time, and I don't know him well, but I, he was on my shows over the course of time, and I know him a little, and I think he's a terrific guy. And he's getting annihilated now for a decision that he made as far as how he was going to handle his pitching rotation in this playoff series the Yankees are playing against the Rays. And I don't know how much this is of interest to absolutely everyone, but he threw the 21-year-old kid out there in Game 2, Rather than throwing an actual start, he threw him out there as a quote-unquote starter. It backfired, and he winds up in a situation now where his season hangs in the balance tonight. And if they lose tonight in four games, and they never get the ball back to their ace pitcher in game five, Garrett Cole, the entire, every single fan everywhere, and you can hear this already on the talk shows in New York, every single fan is lining up to just obliterate Aaron Boone. That becomes one of two cities now where his name will be Aaron Bleepin' Boone. And all I'll say is, if that move had worked perfectly, if he had thrown the kid Garcia out there, flipped the entire lineup, 
Jay Happ had taken the ball, the left-hander, and had mowed them down, and the Yankees had won that game, he'd be a genius. We get judged based upon our opinions. I can tell you ahead of time, it sounded like a great idea. If Aaron Boone, if Aaron Boone had been able to tell us all, this is what I'm going to do, and we all had to be on record ahead of time saying, I think that's a good idea or a bad idea. This would be a very different world. Very different world. Because we react to the result. He has to live with the result. He makes the decision that there are ramifications to the decision. And the ramifications are their season hangs in the balance right now. And he is on the firing line. I don't mean literally he's not going to get fired. But he is going to get criticized like crazy for a decision that he went with he went with his gut. He, there, there were reasons why you make that call. He, he, the guy, it's not like he just said, you know, I'll toss a coin. He thought it through. He felt this was the best course of action. And then you live with the result. That's a much harder job than mine, isn't it? If you think about it, it's so much easier for me to sit here and say, that was stupid. My goodness, you cost them the series. You cost the team the season. They should fire that guy. That's the easy thing to do. The hard thing to do is to make that decision and then live with the, com- the consequences, with the ramifications. And, and this is just the job that we've chosen. What was the, the line from The Godfather? This is the business that we have chosen. If you want to be a baseball manager, you're going to make those decisions. And when they don't work out, you don't get the luxury of saying, here's why I did it. It seemed like a good idea at the time. You get people who do what I do for a living telling you how stupid you are. The same people who'd be lining up to praise you if the, the same exact decision had worked out. We're criticizing the result a lot more than we're criticizing the decision. That's the lot in life. You know that hiring is challenging, especially with everything else you have to consider today, but there's one place where hiring is simple and fast and smart, and that place is ZipRecruiter. And you can and should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It's been a really interesting day. I thank you for sharing this time with me again. If you missed any of our conversation today, the podcast will be up in just a little while, wherever you get your podcast. It's hashtag Greeny. I'll see you tomorrow morning for Get Up on ESPN with the latest on the Titans and more. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.